thank you for listening to Six Feet Under. Uh, I'm Pora, and once again we are playing Shadow of the Demon Lord. This is uh, session two. Today we're play playing as Arden. Hello. Uh, Drackle. Hi. Uh, no. Hello. Uh, Thyle. That's me! <laughs> and Yao. Hello. Okay, let's do a recap. Uh, does anyone want to do it, or should I do it? I can discuss it real quick. Last time on Shadows of the Demon Lord, we were tasked with hunting down a thing in order to pay for our treatments. Uh, we hunted down the thing in a meat factory. We followed a very obviously artificial trail to it, which makes me think it was totally a post-setup test by somebody. But I don't know if anyone in character has the same suspicions, so we'll find out together. We killed the thing and had a human soul in it. Ooga booga booga. We don't know about that. That's not important. Yeah, no I one knows that. that. Claude knows about <laughs> that. Except for except for Claude. Um, so you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, the plague you're infected with, and I believe that the time has come that I should probably give some context on what the hell is going on right now. So for the past 100 years, the continent of Rule has been enveloped in a golden age of upheaval, as advances in technology and magical studies have revolutionized labor, medicine, and military strategy. But in the past decade, this period of relative prosperity has been abruptly cut short by the advent of a new disease. Referred to academically as Anima Misalignment Syndrome, but more commonly known as simply the Demon Blight, this affliction strikes people in manners that physicians are struggling to understand and treat with conventional methodology. Though seemingly not contagious, whole communities are often infected at once through nebulous means, while the only common thread being that it frequently, though not always, is associated with contact with otherworldly beings or demonic influence, which has also become more common of late. Among those infected are all of you, and as it sounds, certain death awaits you. Within about a year, if I remember how the symptoms go. Well, it's, uh, it's built shorter than that. It's more like about yeah. six, six to eight months. Six to eight months. Yeah. Once infected, the disease kills the sufferer slowly and painfully over the course of several months. It damages the soul, then warps the body and mind progressively more and more until the affected either dies or transforms into a mindless husk with little connection to their former self. However, there is a cure. Though only recently developed and completely inaccessible to the vast majority of sub people, scholars of soul magic have devised a means to reliably excise the disease, but it is expensive and requires constant treatments over the course of over a year, and so you have all travelled to the great metropolis of Sibylsburg in the Northern Reach, where the Great Academy of Pneumatic Studies stands as one of the only free places in the world where the cure is administered, and the only one that will treat patients free of charge, provided they are willing to offer their services in exchange. I love how evil that is also, like, hey, if you work for us! <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit. Especially considering what our first job was, it's like nothing about that's, this. Is that's super pretty right. shady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you could always just pay real money, regular money, if you had any. Might be what Claude's doing, and we haven't really established that too much. But anyway, uh, to be clear, you must have this cure in order to survive. Every two months, you must receive the full treatment, a process that takes several hours, as well as consume a supplemental medicine known as Ilafrim powder every day to suppress your symptoms. If you fail to do this, at the end of each month. Your disease will advance a stage. For every stage of the disease, you must make increasingly frequent checks to avoid, avoid gaining corruption and insanity. Uh, should you reach stage 4, your fate is sealed. Uh, I suppose I should explain uh, corruption and insanity briefly for anyone listening. They track how corrupted your body is and how bad your mind is. Yep, simple. Thanks for explaining it, Gnome. Yep, got it. Thanks for... I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you backseat uh, jamming. I'm sorry. Not even unironically. <laughs> okay. No, it's great. I, I, I'm completely useless, so it is important. <laughs> um, uh, following your misadventure yesterday, uh, which, you know, concluded, you know, everything went well. You did everything properly, so they, they approved. Everything was fine. Uh, you are now in another waiting room in the academy, although in a slightly nicer area this time. Uh, more sort of... Kind of with a more kind of soothing atmosphere, like walls painted white... Maybe some more pleasant decor, uh, some flowers, no creepy music. Uh, it is also a nicer day. Uh, it is sunny, relatively warm, and you are seated and waiting for some and wait, waiting for someone to return with your test results, having just been finally properly assessed for if you have the plague. After you wait for a few minutes, uh, an orcish woman leaves through, uh, enters through uh, a door. She's a bit short for an orc, uh, has has dark hair tied back, and wears a white robe. She approaches your your group with a friendly expression. Sorry to have keep you, have kept you waiting. Everything is alright, I hope? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a lovely time. Uh, she... It's not really clear how, like, invested she was in your response. Like, it's not really... It's, it's possible that she's just kind of putting on a demeanor. Like, you kind of get that sense from her. Uh, but she... Don't anyway, and she says, 
If you would follow me to my office, uh, we now have finished your tests, so we can now have the results, if you please. Okay, and Yzma hops off her chair. She isn't wearing the devil onesie she was wearing yesterday. Today she's wearing a white collared button-up shirt and a pair of denim overalls, along with some plain shoes and a newsy cap. Very turn-of-the-century child look. Poor Yzma. Like a small, pointy Charlie chap. <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good description. Okay, so you are led uh, through the doorway into a, a more kind of professional-looking room uh, with like bare walls, uh, so instead of a sort of small beds and chairs for patients and a lot of analysis equipment. There's a good view of this over the city here. You can see like way like out into out over the cliffs where the academy is based, all over to the one of the lower districts below. Uh, the orchestra woman invites you to have a seat. Aizma climbs up into one of the chairs. I guess everyone else follows? Yeah. Yeah, Claude will have a little, little sit. I know it's a bit crowded in here, but please, you know, make yourself at home. Claude's idea of making himself at home is just is just sitting down and at like completely rigid spine, looking dead at the person speaking to him. 7-8 does their best not to crowd, which mostly involves not taking up a chair at all, because it makes them look shorter when they sit. <laughs> <laughs> I just start digging through the waste back basket. I don't really, I don't really want to. I'm just being polite. Look, <laughs> like she said, "Make yourself at home." <laughs> yeah, precisely. Mild confusion about gesture aside, uh, she sits down at her desk and introduces herself. She says, "I'm uh, Dr. Kelda Efferent. I'm with the New Meg Artifice Department. As, as I said, uh, your tests are complete. Um, and uh, well, uh, I have both good news and bad news." Bad news is that uh, I'm afraid uh, you do all have a demon blight, yes. <sighs> I was avoiding that like the plague. But there, is, uh, but there is good news. All of you are still only at the lowest stage, so if you begin your treatment immediately, uh, you should not manifest any severe symptoms. It should be completely manageable and cleared up within, within under two years, according to our current plan. Neat! Claude sort of like mouths the words two years, like <laughs> to himself quietly. <laughs> Of course, it is a you know a fight of attrition with this uh, with this disease rather than one of um, simple cures. But we do have we our treatment is very reliable. We had hasn't it hasn't failed a single patient yet that has been conducted on as long as it is the plan is followed consistently. So as long as you work with us, it should all be fine. She's like trying to deliver this in a cheery way, but she you know she realizes that she's basically telling you that if you that there's a good chance that you're going to die real soon. Yeah. So she's just kind of. And looking between your looking between your expressions, trying to like you know lift the mood of the room, just smiling widely. I think Aisma doesn't quite understand the severity of this news, so she's just kind of oh. like kicking her feet, kicking her feet, and half zoned out. Because um, there's a lot of big words in short succession. Yeah, Claude is like looking at Aisma and and like looking like sad. Uh, like I guess he looks sad. Like that's probably what that emotion is. Uh, just to make 100% so none of you have noticed any physical discomfort yet to or intrusive physical dis- physical symptoms? Uh, no. Like, what kind of symptoms? Uh, well, you know, uh, exhaustion uh, would be one of the early ones to appear. Obviously, you've also shown uh, some, ver- some of the very basic physical uh, physical markings, but none- nothing, like, nothing like a rash or, you know, anything, any growths. Uh, Aizma kind of feels up the horns in her head. Like these? I've always had these. No, 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 dear. Not, not the, not like that. Like new growths. New ones. Okay. No. No. Uh, also no. Not really. That's very good. Very good news. Uh, we should be able to begin your treatment as soon as this evening. We just need to, obviously, the nature of the disease is that it needs, is that it needs a slightly different treatment for every patient, uh, because every patient's soul is different and has to be approached in a different means. Uh, you can't, you know, some people. Have areas of varying sensitivity than others. I won't go into it. I'm sure you'd find it rather gross, really. But so, but you know, we do need to know. We do need to uh, make sure that it's not too uncomfortable for you, as the process of treatment can be quite severe for the first person on the first time. Not to scare you or anything, of course. It's it's not too bad, really. It's fine. <laughs> Claude does not believe her. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, Claude is the only one here probably has the knowledge to know. Yeah, that no, she is, he, he's like true. a. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Has Claude sat in on these treatments before? Because I hear they're bad. Yeah, <laughs> like he probably has. They feel they have to tie you down to like a on like a 
Like a Frankenstein bed. Yeah, like get yeah. getting out the, the the leather strap sort of situation. Like it's not it's not good. <laughs> That's gonna be complicated for two of us. I remember our pre-game chat including the phrase soul stapling, which sounds yeah. yes. awful. <laughs> it's an intense process. But you don't have to worry about that for the time being, at least not for the next few hours. She says, In the meantime, this is a bit awkward of me, but I was wondering if you'd be willing to do me if you want to do help me out with something that's all matter. I heard how well you did, uh, with um the other, other affair the other day, and I was uh, hoping that maybe I could enlist your services. This would be off the record, I suppose. However, this wouldn't be work for the Academy. It would just be helping me out with a small matter. Uh, I'd offer you pay, of course. Yes. Yes. Immediately, yes. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I love Bartleby. What you got? What do we get? What What is our payment? Uh, so we say four silver shillings each. Uh, for this, it's only a quick, it's only a quick affair. Well, it shouldn't only take you more than an afternoon. It's something I've been trying, meaning to attend to myself. I've been charged of it by the academy, uh, but unfortunately, I've been so terribly busy uh, dealing with uh, plague patients. There are so many coming in at the moment uh, that I haven't had time. Uh, right now, I'm in the disease studies, you see, and it's in, our apartment is completely overwhelmed, so it's uh, become a serious problem. But yes, it's something that you should not be able to handle. It's very, it's especially. Um, would you mind assisting them, Claude? I know that you've been charged with looking after this group. He. Size a little bit, and then uh, sort of like tense his hands, and I was like, "All right, what? Do you, sh- sure. What do you need me to do?" It's it's it's. Don't worry. It's very simple. Nothing is as so intense as well, I'm sure what you dealt with the other day. I, I heard a little bit about that affair, but it's. Don't worry. As you may be aware, uh, the academy takes an active role in helping uh, the citizenry of the city uh, with their in their day to day lives in improving their quality of life. We'll often intervene if there are any anything we perceive we uh, consider to be potential existential threat uh, to the population. I'm sorry, I don't need to give you this whole speech. No, it was, it was interesting, actually. <laughs> One of the remaining p- natural pig farms uh, that still do it the old-fashioned way has been complaining recently that their, 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 uh, their livestock has been expressing worrying symptoms that we haven't seen before in large numbers, uh, which we are concerned may be the start of a new, a new blight among the animals. I was wondering if you'd be willing to, would you be willing to go investigate this? Just to take a look, it's probably nothing. This sort of thing happens all the time. People always complain about, uh, you know. People are always complaining about weird plagues. <laughs> it's not like that. Common people who don't know anything about this sort of this sort of subject, they see an odd-looking sore and they get neurotic about it, and they start to believe in some big conspiracy or wide-arching problem or phenomenon that's afflicting them personally, when usually it's just they have a bad case of warts or something. You see this sort of thing all the time. So you're gonna give me four silver for looking at some pigs? That's right. Yeah, I'll do it. Y- Great. Wouldn't wouldn't someone with with more animal knowledge be better suited to this? You can come too, Claude. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's, that it's okay. I'll share. All right, thank you. No, it's. it's not I really the- don't think this is anything serious. I, I I wouldn't worry about it too much. But we're just so we're so swamped swapped in the moment that it's just not. It's difficult to put in the resources for every time something like this comes up. Seems worth a look. Uh, Alright. If this group wants to, then I suppose I can accompany them. Are there any objections from the group? Not with the plan, just with our handler. But... <laughs> Fair enough. Great. Alright. Um, I'm going to write you a letter. Uh, she takes out a piece of uh, parchment and begins writing uh, with her quill uh, to identify you as working for the Academy on our behalf. Uh, show this to the um, the manager of the business, and I'm sure they will let you in and have your have your way around the place. Any questions? Yeah. What do we do if the pigs actually got plagues? Um, if anything seems too serious, then just, just come back and tell me. It should be fine. Okay. Have they described any symptoms? Oh, they did. Um, she goes into one of her drawers, drawers looking for, like, a note. Eventually she pulls out uh, a sheet of slightly more tattered-looking paper and looks over it briefly muttering to herself. Oh, yes. Uh, the symptoms are sores, uh, largely confined to the mouth area. A fungal, fungal, wart-like. That's why I mentioned fours earlier. This sort of thing. It really does happen all the time. Usually it's nothing. Uh, Claude is just like, is, his frown is just increasing over the course of this this entire meeting. Yeah, Claude is the only one who knows who knows the shit that's about to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alright, well let's go look at some pig mouths. Alright, well, uh, come back in the evening for your treatment to let me know how it goes. Okay. Come on, Zara, let's go look at the pigs. 
Yes, let's look at pigs. Claude was, like, convinced that that this woman said cows initially, and then was like, maybe she really did say pigs, and, like, it feels like he's being gaslit by this small child. (laughs) I thought you said pigs. Did you say pigs? I'm so bad at this. Oh, wait, am I just, like, okay, I'm just... You might just be the crazy person, I think I'm just, yeah, you know, that's fair. That's that three corruption score common to like. Yeah, my my three corruption... (laughs) sort of muttering as we head out of the place um pity it's not pig iron instead of pigs i oh, know what to it. do then <laughs> i mean if they're feeling bad maybe claude just to pres- needs to prescribe them an ointment uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm quitting <laughs> all right well with my new so... profession finding this place will be easy tell me about your, your new profession Asma. Aisma took the profession urchin because she's been wandering these streets for like a year now and knows her way around the city real good. And I figured that was a good profession to uh, show that while also having like occasional random other skills in there like where to hide and which shopkeepers don't look very closely at their apple cart. You know, important stuff. It's a useful thing for an orphan girl to know. Important stuff. So, with that ability, uh, Aisma is able to find the place in question, uh, based on the limited details that you got that you infer from the note, and from her explanation. And you eventually come in the, in the Bloodworks district of the city, that's the industrial budget district for anyone who has forgotten the last session, to a large and vaguely unsanitary looking warehouse. It's like a mix of machinery and poop, the smell. <laughs> Great. From within. But unlike the other place, you do hear the sounds of animals within, uh, which is reassuring. There are living animal, actual creatures in here. It's not the meat pillars. I yes. do not want to see another warehouse full of meat. This is not. Don't worry. This is a. This, this is a, a natural warehouse. Uh, there is a, a sign. A, a natural sign on warehouse. Top. Uh, there is a sign on top of the door, uh, written in uh, very nice-looking green print, uh, very sort of friendly. Uh, that reads Wickford Fields Pork. Those are words. Is there a, is there an actual field around no, here? No, there isn't. Nope. This is a densely packed packed street, uh, and it is just one built of these large buildings among them. Zara, Zara is questioning this. Uh, the advertising. This whole I'm questioning the whole explanation of this being the old fashioned thing. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Aisma can't read and is thus immune to the propaganda shown by this title. Also, um, Zara isn't exactly sure what a pig <laughs> is. Oh. Guess you'll find out. Get ready to learn, my friend. So, on a scale of individual cages to packed into pens, what are we looking at when we open the door? Uh, are you going to knock first, or are you just going to go in? Claude is going to knock, if no one okay. else will. <laughs> Uh, you knock, and after a um, after a slightly annoyingly long period of time, a elderly red-headed woman answers the door and regards you suspiciously. What do you want? She says. Uh, hi. First of all, uh, we were sent. Uh, we were sent uh, from uh, to check in on on the symptoms of, of some sort of blight or something with the your livestock. The academy livestock. wants us to look at your pig faces. Thank you, Asma. She peers at you suspiciously. You're not. You're not another group of con artists, are you? Uh, Word had one of those. That also holds out the the letter um, uh, for her. She reads over the letter closely, just uh, kind of scrutinizes it with a kind of severe expression. Eventually, she looks at you all again with a kind of a sort of reluctant acceptance and says, "It's about time, then. Come in." She wanted us to apologize for being busy. I'm sure she did. You are led into the lobby area. For this is not immediately. You're not immediately in the pig zone. Which is basically just a sort of small, like, hallway, bare, bare very much. No, not quite a, not quite a hallway. Just more, you, you know what a lobby is. Yeah. You don't, you don't need yes. to explain this concept. There's, like there's a, desk. a front desk, there's chairs, magazines. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have magazines yet, but... Actually, magazines are pretty old. They were around, like, in the 1700s. Yeah, um, we're probably... We're, we're, pa- we're post-printing press. There's probably magazines. Yeah. There'd be some billets. All right, so she uh, she doesn't bother to sit down or invite you to sit down. She just says, so, what do you know? Uh, uh, we... Fungal growth on pig mouth? All right, you're up to date. I'm going to okay. take you right to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a look at this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any of you doctors? You look like just a bunch of people that lifted off the street. 
Uh, Azma points at Claude. I see all of us point at Claude. Yeah, everyone points at Claude. Claude just raises his hand. (laughs) She looks suspicious that Claude is a real doctor. She doesn't look like she quite believes this. Uh, But she nevertheless uh, pushes you, brings you forward into the next room. As you were told, uh, these are real pigs uh, being reared uh, in completely intact. Uh, Although, as you enter the room, the smell and the extent of the oinking and squealing does overwhelm you somewhat. Uh, there must be at least like there must be like close to 500 to a thousand pigs packed in a relatively tight space in a series of very small cages uh, without very much move, room to move at all most of them have been fattened to a great extreme uh, with these sort of troughs uh, dispensing food on a semi-mechanical mechanism uh, from overhead the pigs are are sort of separated based on a few categories like age presumably product quality uh, as well as uh, breed oh, god <laughs> Claude, like, kind of pulls a handkerchief out of his coat pocket and, like, sort of holds it, like, above his, like, nose yes, and the mouth. Smell of, the smell of pig excrement in this room is overwhelming. Yeah. Pigs, despite having a reputation as a, as a filthy animal, are actually relatively clean, but there is only how this, this sort of thing can only go so far, you know? I don't think a pig can be clean if it has no ability to move. Yeah, exactly. In any case, uh, the woman, uh, she said, uh, leads you slowly towards, um... Uh, a set of cages, like, towards the back. She says, Alright, these are the pigs that are afflicted. Take a look at them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Claude staggers over to the, the pen of, of uh, that she gestures to. Aesma is, like, running up alongside you, like, just keeping lockstep with you. And she, like, turns her hat around, and, like, if I had a monocle, I'd put it on to be like, Alright, Dr. Caligari, what's the <laughs> business? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so Claude, uh, Claude will um, reluctantly and with like looking like he wants to be dead, uh, will I guess examine these fucking pigs. <laughs> the pigs in this particular cage are not. It looks like once they contract the disease, whatever it is, uh, she does not bother to feed them. Uh, so they're looking quite emaciated and generally unhealthy. Oh yeah, I'm sure that helps. There's quite a lot here, actually. There's several cages worth of uh, presumably afflicted pigs, uh, which you and you begin examining one at random. And as, this, as she explained, uh, you do see a set of, it's not quite the same as warts, uh, they're more sort of, they're taller and more expansive than warts, sort of veiny in appearance, like they're kind of, they're kind of like a root growing along the sort of lips and the tongue of the, of the pig, as well as sort of the side of their, back of their throat. They appear quite gross. abundant. That's super gross. I hate it. <laughs> Claude hates it too. Thank God he brings gloves with the him. The animal everywhere. also seems agitated. And does not respond very well to being examined. Just sort of squirm, like squirming and animals also just don't like Claude, and so Claude does yeah. not like animals. Um, so this is a nightmare for him. You want me to make it hold still? <sighs> Please. All right. And then Aisma takes her knife and she stabs it in the throat. No. Aisma. Oh. Aisma stabs the pig, <laughs> uh, which produces a very uh, the woman, despite this animal apparently being. Apparently being diseased still seems very annoyed that this has happened. She says, the hell are you doing? Autopsy! And you're getting diseased blood. So it could be something in the blood and you're getting it all over the floor. Yeah. You're paying for that thing. <sighs> That's not necessary at this point. We have the hypothesis that whatever this disease is transmits via sound. So by disgruntling the pig... Via rem- sound? Yes, by disgruntling the pig, by removing its grunt, it is no longer contagious. Disgruntling? Are you fucking with me, puppet boy? Are you trying to take me for a ride? I'm so, I'm so sorry. Wait, please. Let me do my job. You realize you, you haven't actually ever gotten her name yet, despite her. You haven't known her for like a good, wonderful five minutes by now. Real yeah, quick, doesn't I'm give gonna... a shit about what her name is, unfortunately, because <laughs> he's an asshole. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think Aisma cares either. I think, okay, okay, stop moving. We can examine it better now. Should one of us be unkilling the pig? I'm gonna charge you. I'm gonna charge you two silver shillings for this for the contamination of my of my work environment, putting the other pigs at risk, and for the you know they could still be cured so that you just kill perfectly serviceable livestock. Maybe I should charge you free silver. Oh my god, Claude is going to let someone else deal with this while he. uh, I think. Okay, sorry, real pig is going to pull Isma aside. And say, what if what if I taught you about 
uh, contaminating your body. Do it often. <laughs> it's not the correct lesson. See, you've dirtied your blade for no good reason. And there's a good reason. Now the pig isn't moving. It was not so, a good reason. So Claude can look at yeah, it better. The pig is still moving a little bit. It's like twitching as it ex- <laughs> finishes expiring. You didn't even finish the job. Look at this. Oh this is amazing. You can't do this if you're going to be this sloppy about it. <laughs> this fucking comedy of errors of like... <laughs> I've never butchered before. It takes practice. Still, we're going to have to. Here, let me practice on the next one. No, no, absolutely we're going not. To have to burn next your blade first. You successfully restrain Aisma from killing more pigs <laughs> immediately. It doesn't take very much. I have a strength score of seven. She is very tiny and weak. Can I? Uh, unless anyone, if anyone else has something that they would rather do, then please, because I, I don't want mean to. Haha, <laughs> hog all of the limelight here. But, um. You're literally the, the doctor in the house. <laughs> but, uh, can I, can I use my, my profession, um, here? My, it's academic medicine? Yes, uh, you can do that. Do I have to roll for that, or do I just, do I just know? For doing just so, you're doing just a more specific examination, right? Like, what yeah. exactly are you looking at? Uh, by the way, you, because you are a member of the academy, you have, you, I'm just gonna say you have a pneumatic condenser and analyzer, which you got last session, so you can use those if you want to, uh, for yeah. anything. I think I'm going to first do like a academic medicine thing of like more closely examining what these weird growths are and like that okay. that sort of thing. Like probably like yeah, like looking at its uh, blood to see if anything is like strange about that. All um, right, you're willing to take like time doing this, right? Like yeah, like I'm not gonna be rushed even with you know goblin child trying to stab things. <laughs> Over the course of about 20, uh, 20 minutes or so, while an argument continues in the background between the presumable owner of this facility and the um, rest of your group, uh, you successfully determine a few things about the disease that's afflicting the pigs. Uh, first of all, the growth. Uh, while seemingly like a wart, it's quite unlike a wart when you actually cut into it. In fact, the matter inside is more like bone. While warts, well, warts will also hijack the growth of veins to supply them with blood, this has also happened here, uh, like, but, a lot, but in much greater quantity. Like a great deal of the pig's blood is being appropriated to for whatever is inside, which is growing very rapidly. And yes, it is a consistency and a structure like uh, similar to bone. And you do determine that it does also spread through the blood, uh, because you find um, small elements of the same of the same growth of the same pathogen within the within the spilled blood all over the floor that Aisma has produced. Yeah. So the woman actually has a you know a perfect reason to be unhappy about this having happened, because you have now compromised a good area of the. Uh, warehouse slash barn yeah. slash nightmare facility. Yeah. It's a nightmare facility. <laughs> what would you call this? I would call it a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little it's... less nightmarish than the last one, but still pretty bad. Yeah, Claude actually prefers the last one to this. <laughs> That's true. The last one's quieter, <laughs> which I think also says more about Claude. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, I, th- I think after this like examination thing, he is going to use the that that soul readout okay. device. What is it called? So I could write it down. Uh, uh, it's my... called a pneumatic, a pneumatic analyzer. Okay. Um, Pneumatic is the Greek word for F or breath or essence, uh, which means like soul. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, Claude is going to use his pneumatic analyzer on, on this just to make sure, because, uh, you know, <laughs> always good to do it. So you do pick up on something that is a little worrying. Um, the pig soul is perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with it, although it's about to, it is about to depart to the pig afterlife, uh, because it is now, unless you stop it, because it is now quite dead um but there is also a very very small amount of like other soul growth in within the within the body which you would associate with normally associate with like an insect like a very very low like weak soul that's only half formed and that appears to be based primarily around the infected areas that's weird and gross and fascinating is Um, some sort of parasite that's what i would think you should inspect pig's food Ooh, that's a good idea. I think maybe maybe he'll like tell um, Bartleby R seven eight to to like bring him some or or wait is there some because yeah because there's no, no the food around feed, there the pig food is not being produced for these particular pigs yeah because they are lost causes yeah yes, but we can still be aware of what they were fed before that happened yeah that's true you could go over to one of the other parts and take the food just a small so I think out. he's going to probably very briskly ask someone to do that for him. Um, I, I bring you a fistful. Thank you. Uh, as you do this, the woman once again gets annoyed at you. She's been content. She's still been protesting this entire time. Because now you're stealing my food. That's going to be another silver. No, it isn't. Yeah, you think I'm going to eat this? 
nuts. Is that what you think? Do you have any idea how hard it is to run this business in this environment with all the bio, with all the meat bioartificing companies like out for my blood? You're gonna bankrupt me with this kind of behavior. If all of these pigs get infected, I'm finished. Okay. My family business for ten generations brought under by a bunch of stupid kids. Oh my god. Uh, oh god, it's so bad. It is just... I think probably just says, please shut up and let me do my job. And then... Runs, runs <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> and then examines the, the food uh, in, in 7 eight's hands. <laughs> Are you using the analyzer? I think he's going to use the, the analyzer to see if there's any more of that like insect trace in there. There is, though, on an incredibly minor scale. Like there's, It's barely detectable. There's like huh. the, the slightest inkling of something like a soul growing within this food. Oh, it definitely should not be happening. Although, you know, this kind of thing is not unheard of. Like often when, animal, when animals die and are processed into other stuff, or not even animals, but even plants have very slight traces of souls. Yeah. Uh, that can often be transferred into the food if they like not enough time has passed after they have been killed. It's not crazy, but something like this does seem a you because pig feed is usually heavily processed, you know? Yeah. It's not just like straight from the farm. Yeah. It's not fresh. Have you gotten the analysis or whatever? Can I put this back? You can you can put some of it back and, and he I think he's been taking samples this entire time of like this blood and like takes like I don't know, is it like a a, a pellet or something? Yeah, pellets seems right. Yeah, so it like... takes like a couple of, of pellets and stuff and he okay. he asks the woman who is probably still screaming at him. Yeah. The rest is deftly put back to, despite her constant protestations like, and seven eight just looks over that like back. you're gonna contaminate the whole you're gonna contaminate their food, are you insane? It's already contaminated. Where Not did you get rest... your food from? What do you mean it's all you mean every you mean everything here is contaminated? I mean that your food source is contaminated with something and I'm I would like to know where you got it so that I can help you. Are you, you. serious? Yes. The, all of the food? The, what I could see in that in that handful uh, that my friend brought me, yes. <sighs> she rubs her like hands over her head. This is a disaster! How could this happen? Ma'am, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to... Does uh, it spread immediately? Or is everything, is everything going to be infected? Not if we can act quickly enough, I, I, I would think. Uh, or other, otherwise every single pig would already be, be ill, and they're not. So it must be something accelerating it, but I would like to know where you where you got this supply from, so that I can uh, try to to track this down and see what the what the issue is. She like bites her lip, looking a bit anxious. Says, "Do you think this is think this is serious? Like, is it is this going to be is it something deadly?" I I I don't think that you're in any danger uh, of catching one this. One of my one of my farm workers has been report has uh, handling the pigs, and he's been reporting having so uh, having like palms of his hands. What? Calluses. Don't, don't... <laughs> Claude is, like, thinking, he's like, don't farmers just get calluses anyway? He's like... <laughs> well, that's what that's what I said, but now you've got me worrying. <laughs> uh, this is some grand affair. I thought this would be nothing. You sure are trying to charge us a lot of silver for nothing. You shush. You are not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I get all of my... I get all the food, all the pig feed... Uh, from this place on the outside, from just outside the city, they just uh, they make it there. It's one of the last places that does. No one makes this stuff anymore. Everyone gets their meat from the, well, you know, you've seen them. I certainly have. Roast things. I don't even know the name. We switch suppliers all the time based on what's competitive. One of my, one of my assistants will probably have it. How do you switch competitive? How do you switch suppliers when there's only one place that makes it? Oh wait, shit! You're right. I messed up my <laughs> I messed up my details because uh -oh. I I had it and contradicted the part I had scripted. Uh, for no a brief moment, I thought Bartleby was smart. Uh, <laughs> you thought you, uh, you, thought you blew fact, this case wide open. I uh, cracked it. He <laughs> <laughs> was dumb. I'm so sorry. No, it's uh, fine. It was really funny. Uh, I mean, it's fine if the NPC is dumb and lying all the time, because that seems like what she's doing anyway. Yeah, that's what I thought was going on. Let's, uh, okay, so what, let me enter my notes. So I try to, I try not to rely on notes. You probably notice whenever I'm, like, reading from my notes, I talk in kind of a more mechanical tone that makes it kind of obvious. I haven't actually noticed that much. No, really? I haven't When really you're not either. doing, like, exposition. When you're doing NPC conversations, it sounds very natural. It says here, Anne Wickford, that's the lady's name who you haven't bothered to learn. <laughs> Has recently been forced to get her uh, her pig feed from the last uh, last open producer in the city, as all the others have shut down. Okay. So it probably was competitive until recently. That explains the contradiction based on me reading the scribbles I wrote down. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, so we're trying to explain that to you in an elegant way. Um, yeah. Yeah, Claude, Claude asks her for what the supplier's name is, and, and like, you know, so they can they can go find this place. His uh, name's uh, Khan. He's a weird clockwork fellow. Lives out in the about ten miles out of the edge of the city. It's a little barn, little and a little village, but one of the one of the last that hasn't been eaten by the rest of the town yet. I'll give you the address. Claude, because he is a jerk, looks at Bartleby and Seven Eight and says, "Do you guys? Do you, have you heard of that name before?" Oh yeah, he's at he's at all the meetings. <laughs> Claude thinks that he's serious and just nods solemnly. I was about to say that there are over a hundred, there are probably well over a hundred thousand sentient clockworks uh, within Sibylsburg, as there are quite as it is uh, a city with a lot of them. So. Yeah. So that it just kind of looks down at Bartleby and goes, don't encourage him. <laughs> oh, no. I'm really sorry for this character that I'm playing also. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> It's my first time being a jackass in like a tabletop game. I kind of feels really good. Yes, he is. It's great. I mean, I'm not exactly any better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not stabbing pigs. Shazma's a murderous little yes. shit. But seven eight. The important thing is, the higher we build up that platform, the more likely the fall is to be fatal. <laughs> Please get his ass. Please let, let's. Let us investigate this pig. Food so maker. before we go, Asma wants to check if the pig she stabbed is actually dead. Oh, it's it's dead by now. You it's are not on... taking a tooth from this. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you were doing, and I will not let you do this. <laughs> so Claude drags me away from gr- taking a tooth from the pig. Literally, like knew. by the collar. She... <laughs> says, if that's something, that idiot has uh, has gotten my pigs infected with something. You better let me know. It's just, I don't want this to destroy my business. You get I, right back here as soon as you speak to him, alright? I will let you know. I'm an important community business leader. I am certain you are, man. <laughs> Thank you for your hospitality. And we're walking. I'm glad we got to leave without her making us pay her silver. Yeah, um. you, you distracted her uh, from that. But if you come back here, she will She will bring that up again. So, you know, just keep just okay. sleep with one eye open. <laughs> oh, um, she'd never find Aizma. I'm the random goblin orphan. This lady is peak. Let me speak to your manager, except she is the manager. She is the manager, and she wants you to speak to her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so you're going to head with the address? Um, yes. Yeah. Claude is so mad because this is supposed to be easy, and he knew it wasn't going to be easy, and just once he would like to be wrong. So you could you could go back to the academy first and just try to say, okay, we looked at the pigs. This is over now. I like, think that he he would have done this if it was just him. Be like, I I did my shit, but like everyone else is gonna. It, also, that's just a boring tabletop session. So um. yeah. <laughs> there's a mystery. We managed to avoid having Yasmin cause further problems in the big farm, but you're not All going right. to prevent the mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the small village, although it's it's like. At this point, it's basically a suburb because you don't really walk very far. So, like, you spend a, it's like a half-hour walk from where you are because you're pretty close to city walls, and then you spend a while, a little bit on the road. But it's like you can still see Sibylsburg from here, like just like really easily, like right behind you. So it's like probably in like 50 years, this will just be another suburb of Sibylsburg. But at the moment, it's a small, like in, like independent village, and like the crossroads with about like 30 or so buildings, uh, relatively huddled together. The one you are looking for. Uh, is a uh, another large one. It's not quite a, wa- a warehouse like the last place, but it's like a sort of. It looks like it was originally a farm, but it's been converted to or like a farmhouse, but it's been converted to be something else. Uh, because now there's like a set of like large industrial-looking machines built into the side and around the back. This place seems relatively well put together. Like it's not like in bad. Like it doesn't smell terrible. It's not rotting. Yeah, well, that's that's Luxury. really nice. That's good. And you know, Claude, one more thing, because Ace has been talking the whole walk. I think this is the furthest I've been out of the city since I moved in here a year ago. Oh, is it? Yeah! There's so much of Sibylsburg that I find I don't need to go outside of it. Yeah, I... Claude is trying to think of the last time he left the city, too, and it's just like, uh... Home visit's ca- bad. Not talk not about sure this. I'm not sure if this counts as leaving the city. Like, you're still kind of in its sphere of influence right now. Yeah. I mean, we're outside the bustle-hustle part. Greater yeah. metropolitan area. If anyone else wants to take the lead on, on like, this part with, like, doing the yeah. talking and stuff. Uh, I would love to take the so. lead, but I don't know how much y'all want Aizma to take the lead. <laughs> but she is a leader and is happy to do so. To make it to make well, it 100% clear, I 
me, Arden, want Aesma to take the lead. <laughs> Very bad. Claude, no, no, no. <laughs> I will go. Okay. You go You go up to the front door. Uh, you knock, I presume? Yes. This time the answer comes relatively quickly. Uh, the door is answered by a clockwork person who appears to have been of be of uh, overtly masculine design, uh, about six foot tall. Uh, they are mostly humanoid in appearance, with a sort of bronze uh, frame, uh, two large, sort of round gem-like eyes. Uh, the only like de- deviation from like human norms is they have six arms. Neat. Are you the owner? That's correct. Uh, I'm Khan. I'm the owner of this uh, this business. How can I help you? You supply food to the pig farm. That is correct. Uh, I'm the only remaining pig feed supplier in the Sibelsburg area. A rather uncompetitive business, I'm afraid. I see. And are you aware of the fact that pigs are being stricken with plague? He finares as you. Is this an accusation? Uh, investigation. We're, we're, we're looking into some, some, some pigs are getting alarmingly sick with like some sort of disease I, I haven't seen symptoms of before and I, I just I noticed that something seemed off about the uh, the feed you were supplying I see he says uh, and he sort of looks at you like your group of minutes. He you can't doesn't have expressions as such because he doesn't have like a many facial features uh, compared to yeah, well neither do <laughs> well I mean neither uh, do some, neither do I. has a face <laughs> oh it's you, you too oh, you mean you I guess you will you're like a bug Zara's wearing a mask <laughs> I mean I imagine her expression would be hard to read anyway. For a, for a non-bug person, I suppose. Yeah, I don't think it's that you're hard to read, it's that your expressions are very different from the human standard. But anyway, yeah. We we come with a warning that your food has been contaminated. He uh, says, Given the composition of your group, I'm skeptical. So I'm somewhat skeptical of your identity. For what reason are you here? Who are you working uh. for? He take, God takes out the letter again and hands it over. The Academy sent us to look at stuff. I, I just motion at Claude. This this man is a doctor, has examined food. This letter does not include any of your names or physical descriptions. I'm suspicious of your story. That's reasonable. It's actually <laughs> very reasonable. None of you appear to be in uniform. What? Even Claude? Uh, well, Claude's a student. I've yeah, I think he probably has like a like a tie pin or something oh. that has maybe the school's like emblem on it. That could that makes sense. Although anyone oh, was he that. wearing a tie? I was always imagining him in like a pseudo doctor's robes, like a surgeon's getup. I actually have a little drawing of him. But okay, <laughs> I will need to see that so I can add him to that to the art. My my partner has been drawing him. That's really cute. Oh. That's beautiful. Oh Have no, he's anyone? way cuter yes. than I would have made him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is cute. Oh, oh my. He's he's supposed to look very like. Uh, I'm just a disheveled med student. Uh, and then is <laughs> okay. Um, you know, slowly <laughs> going insane. <laughs> Bartleby's going to be so much meaner to him now. He's got strong Milo from Atlantis vibes. That's exactly. I he's was. Cute I in the same way. I yeah. literally said to my partner, I was like, I want you to make a fusion of Herbert West and the guy from Atlantis. So. Um, I'm running into a case of, like, I know 7-8 would interject and point out, like, the line that led to where we are and mention names, but to get there, I would have to know those names and me, the player, have forgotten the names. The place you went to was Wickford Fields Park. The person you spoke to was Anne Wickford. Although you never learned, I don't think you ever learned that, actually. I don't think she ever told you. I told you we I could assume that she's Miss Wickford, just from Ms. the name Wickford of the farm. Miss Wickford is probably but... fair. I like yeah, how we're still calling it a farm. Yeah, yeah, from the the factory farm. That's honestly yeah. like worse than real life factory farms from the sound of it. Which is that's, a, a feat. that's it's about the same as a real it's life. About the same, bad, probably. Real life that's factory fair. farm. It, it it just is a factory farm. Let's just say that. <laughs> the faculty member who sent us out on this expedition. Uh, that was uh, Kelda Kelda Efferent. So we were sent out by one Kelda in order to investigate an issue that was happening with. Uh, this Wickford's uh, various animals. We examined the animals. Well, or Claude did the examination, having the actual skills necessary in the medical profession. Combined with the use of that apparatus there, determined there was some kind of issue that appeared to be coming from the feed. 
You would need to examine where the root is in order to ensure that your business is going to remain solid. Thank you, 7-8. Well spoken. Hey, thanks for this ruined. It is true that I do deal with Miss Wickford, so that much at least shows that you are not completely unaware of the context of my business. Cloud will probably pull out the, the like samples that he took of like the, the food from the place to be like, look, we just came from there and I uh, these were like the, the samples that I typed and analyzed. We wouldn't just have this on me. I'd, that would be really weird. Even if it is fabricated, your story is at least well thought out. What is it Thank that you, you want to see or know? I may be willing to cooperate to a limited extent. I, I think uh, we wanted to know how, how your your food is made, like what the, the sort of process is. Um, like what what sorts of things go into it? The food is manufa- the feed is manufactured from produce and from the surrounding areas. Most of our customers pro- uh, survive on having a naturalistic reputation, so we are forced to use food that is from farms rather than produced within the city. Then the infection might not be from your stuff at all. <laughs> it might be from a local farmer. Or. What about the machinery, um, or whatever else you use to make the feed? If the ingredients are good, maybe the thing that's affecting it is here. Ooh, good idea. He appears subtly concerned at this idea, and says, The feed is manufactured in the basement. Uh, we use a pro- we have a processing machine uh, that combines the ingredients together into the, sl- into the slurry and pellets. We produce two different types, depending on the customer. Do you wish to see it? Uh, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Very well. Come with me, please. Uh, he leaves you inside the building, into the basement uh, of the building, where there are actually a few people at work. Uh, like this is not a this is not a solo business, uh, but if people are managing large machines, they look like a kind of large vats uh, with large mixers in the center that are uh, combining. And also, they all seem to some degree cook, like so. There's also like a cooking process involved. Like it looks like the new ingredients, which consist of like wheat, barley, uh, basic staple crops, and some other like sort of low-grade vegetables uh, fit for pigs uh, that are then chopped uh, up put into cooked and then put into these large processors before being dried and put into bags uh, for sale feel free to take around but please sir please do not do anything untoward oh no of course not Claude says as he pulls out the pneumatic analyzer <laughs> okay yeah, meanwhile 78 definitely just immediately looks over towards Ace when makes sure to keep her within arm's reach there's there's nothing <laughs> on four legs that is potentially going to die but just in case just in case look we never know I don't know. I don't think there's that many things here that Ace would want to stab. Now, that doesn't yes. mean she wouldn't find other ways to be trouble. Yeah, I, th- I think Cloud will just busy himself with fucking putting this <laughs> analyzer up to all the vegetables and stuff <laughs> while everyone else um, is doing like actual important things like looking at the machinery. <laughs> who wants to do what here? Like, who, who's going to investigate what part of this process? Well, what Ace was going to do is she's going to eat one of the pellets. Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> no. No. Uh, do you want to make an attempt to restrain Asma? Uh, yes. Zara. Uh, uh, everyone in the room needs to do. This. Can, I, can I aid with one bane just by doing a help? Okay. Uh, should we make sure we make a roll for this? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to contest this, Asma? Do you want to um, fight? I can make my strength challenge roll to resist being restrained. My strength is minus three, so this will go great. How do oppose rolls between players work again? I'm like, oh, I need to know the rules might be more. um, Opposed rolls are always just like an attack roll versus a stat. So someone would roll attack versus my agility to catch me or my strength to restrain me. Okay, Um, do you want to... But I don't know if Azen would be dodging if she's just going to like pick up a pellet. Like, slowly okay. put it towards her mouth, and then some, like, Zara just grabs me and swats it okay. out of her hand or something. Uh, well, so we'll just allow it to happen then, if that's the Yeah, case. that sounds good. Zara, uh, Zara successfully knocks the pellet out of Ace's hand before she eats it. I was gonna do investigative work. Not with your mouth. But my mouth is so pointy. <laughs> the mouth is for eating, not investigating. But if we're investigating food, you eat it. What's Bartleby and 7-8 up to uh, during this fiasco? I think if if the blacksmith uh, profession is workable here, probably looking over the machinery. So you can build a, an iron helmet to put over Azma to keep her from <laughs> no, for no, no, I'm looking at the machinery. You look over the machinery. Okay. Uh, nothing appears to be uh, overtly wrong with it um, that you can see. Uh, it's all working quite well. It's actually it's, very, it's actually quite an efficient process. All most of the equipment is relatively new and clean. 
It's much more sanitary than the last place you were in. No contest there. Nothing seems overtly wrong. <laughs> I don't like the emphasis on overtly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this might be a good chance to show off a piece of magic I picked up, if that would be allowed. Specifically, I'm going to use gadget. I'm just going to take apart pieces from the machines where no one will notice they're gone for a few days and use oh. that to put together kind of a diagnostic apparatus that I can use to see if anyone has tampered with these machines before I just tampered with them. Are you going to do you need to do are you going to use a are you going to use a skill to try to be stealthy about this uh, to You don't need to be stealthy when you're doing the right thing. I mean, you could you could explain to this to this to this person first. Yeah, you, you could just tell them. Uh, because otherwise if you if you don't make an effort to hide they probably will know so this is quite a, a relatively busy area. Yeah, I'm just going to um whoever looks like they're in charge nearby. It's just uh, hello. Is Khan with us? They're probably him. He now. probably is watching you all closely, uh, so he will answer. He will probably speak to you. Hello, Khan. Yes. What is it? I have an idea. I think you might like. Um, I am okay. I'm going to be taking apart part of these machines. I'm going to put them back together in a moment, but I'm going to use them to make a diagnostic device to see if any the machines have been tampered with, other than ironically when I just did. You are an engineer. Yes. Do not use the machines. I have machine parts in the pack back that you may use. Come with me, please. Okay, thank you. He takes you to a sort of side area where they looks like they do machine repairs on the machinery. Uh, it's kind of a sort of a damp area, like not doesn't like uh, not look doesn't look as quite as like sanitary as the last one. Presumably, things here are clean before they are reintroduced to the outer outside. Like the proper person's proper. Take whatever you wish, he says, but please return it. Oh, I will. Thank you very much. And so, yeah, I just, um, I start digging through and start just putting it together, and I'm reading over the rules of how this works right now. Uh, Gnome, I might need to confer to you on this. <laughs> yeah, the thing, it makes a device, a one-use tool that you have a boon when you use, or it goes away after an hour if you don't use it within an hour. So you could make, like, an intellect challenge roll or something to spot something, or a perception roll, maybe, and you get a boon because you used gadget to make an appropriate tool for it. Sounds good. So, if there is no objection to it, I think I will just do, do that aforementioned, um, I guess, perception roll? Uh, go for it. Well, I got a 20. Oh. Pretty good. That is a success. You examine the machinery to determine if it has been tampered with. Uh, the machinery has not been tampered with. Uh, you're looking at the machinery and, like, in process of being, uh, in the process of working, right? Yes. The machinery has not been tampered with, uh, directly. Uh, but... There is a trace of something unusual uh, within some of the crevices of it, like something like something like rust, or something something amiss uh, with the machine with, with it, like with it in a minor way, but is not affecting its workings. Oh, I, I definitely don't want to alert Khan about this. I need to find someone who knows medical stuff. Where's the asshole? Um. <laughs> Claude, what have you? Why don't you tell me what you've been doing this whole time? Like, what? Like, let's... I think he's been poking vegetables with a stick, if I remember. Claude right. has been has been fucking putting the new make analyzer up to the the boxes of vegetables. Uh, you don't find any traces of anything wrong with any of the vegetables that you analyze. Like, they're all completely fine. Everything from like from the farm or anything in the process of being like cut into, and nothing that has not yet touched the machines has anything wrong with it. Ah. <sighs> Right. He, he has not thought yet to check the stuff that has been touched by machines, so he's probably going to wait for that until uh, if Bartleby approaches yeah. him. See, so Bartleby, Bartleby sees him just like leaning over, just like sticking, poking like beats with like this colorful stick that lights up, and he's just like, God damn it. It's actually more, it's got a <laughs> dial on the end, it doesn't light up. <laughs> it's, uh... it's okay, we've all been there. Uh, there's something I think that you might enjoy looking at over this way. Oh? Yeah, uh, it's... It shouldn't be there. It's, um... Oh, we're gonna be sneaky about this. Let me show you something. Uh, Claude follows along. So, I, I don't know anything about food, or... I guess I know a little bit about machines, but I don't know anything about food preparation, but I know that shouldn't be there. And I point to the whatever the thing is. You point to the very slight trace of rust or abnormality. It has a slight, like... It has a slight red tinge to it. Ah, the demon rust. Originally, I thought that was, like, the pig's pigment that they used to make it pink, but that's something else. It's like, I don't know if it's, like, a contagion or an infectant, or I have a good feeling. Whatever it is, that might be the problem. Yeah. 
Uh, Claude, like, adjusts his glasses and, and, like, leads him a little closer. Do you want to just examine it or try the... Oh, he's gonna use the analyzer thing on it. Examining it, uh, it appears to be, like, mostly... It is, like, a very hard, dried liquid that would be difficult to remove, uh, like, from a normal... Like, you could easily not even notice it. Like, it's only in very tiny, small parts here uh, that have, like, survived being directly cleaned. Because it's a very stubborn stain. Uh, but it is a contaminant of some sort, and you do detect very, very, very slight readings on the pneumatic analyzer that are too, like, too minor to even determine if it is the same, it's the same thing as before. Like, so small that, like, it doesn't give you any information. Just that there is something, there is something going on here uh, that is, like, even more minuscule than what you saw with the, the food on the parts of the machinery. Wait, are they, are they doing this on the, the, the diagnostic thing that, that Barbie? No. You, no? Okay, this is just the actual stuff. This is the stuff. machine okay. itself. Right, sorry. Yes. Well then fuck, he doesn't know. I don't know either. Um, he's like, this doesn't make sense. This is, it's like barely anything, but I know that there shouldn't be anything. You know? Like, it's so small. What kind of, what kind of role would you, would you use to like, just determine, like, have like a moment of like... Eureka? Uh, yeah, sort of like that. Not like Eureka, but more like, hmm, I should check something. Intellect challenge roll? Yeah. Why don't you make a, an intellect challenge roll with one bane, uh, Claude? Okay. Uh, so it'll be d20 plus your intellect minus 1d6. Yeah. Okay, so that was a 21. That's very good. Okay. Yes. You have, a, you have a thought, suddenly, as you see this much lower reading, uh, to try the make analyzer on the sample you took earlier again from the food. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you try it, and you realize that very, very slightly the strength of the soul within it has increased just a little bit. Whatever is in this thing is growing actively, even independent of biological life. That sucks. That's bad. I think it's time for us to ask this, like, the owner about the, the machine here, because... Okay. Yeah, Claude, Claude is going to relay this to, to Bartleby about the, um, the like, pellet, like, the, the sample, like, soul growing. You gonna talk to Khan again? Yes. Okay. You approach him. Have you concluded your investigation? Not exactly. Um, it appears that there's some trace amounts of soul matter, or uh, it's hard to tell exactly what it is. But on on this machinery, um, what is it made out of? He looks who alarmed. Made, who made it? I'm not sure what you're referring to. Can you show me? Yeah. So Claude is going to like like explain. You know, the pneumatic analyzer and, and like, touch okay. it to the machine and, and explain, like, like, what this means to him. It is wor- This is worrying. This is not supposed to be here. Yes. All the machine parts are cleaned and, pro- and properly are cleaned before being used. Then this piece should get replaced. It's not just that that's the problem here. I mean, something has already taken effect and, and now the, the, the soul matter in the, in the food is expanding. The food is contaminated. Yes. Show me. Uh, he, he shows him. Uh, as, as before, the food, the food already in the bags is also contaminated. And he says, this is extremely worrying. I'm worried. I'm concerned that I could be held, held responsible for this. Well, well no, you, you, you didn't know, right? Uh, like, it's not... He leaves in the middle of the conversation to go back into the back room earlier, uh, which he was in with Bartleby with the machine parts before. It, it, uh, sir, it's not, it's okay, uh... Aizma's gonna stay back with Claude and, like, tug on your coat and be all like, Hey, so we found the stuff, so we can just go back and get our silvers, right? <laughs> well, you still don't know the original source of it. Uh, yeah. So that it's not so hard on the machine Yeah, it's parts. the paint stain. It's the evil paint stain. D- now Claude is invested. It's the problem. <laughs> I see. But yeah, I think I think he's going to follow the man back. Uh, you follow him back into the storage room, uh, which again is sort of a sort of a damp and like vaguely like not as hygienic room as the other one and he is like looking it's like he's like looking around with a discerning expression uh can can we help at all or he's it, not we're not okay uh, he spends about uh about like 10 minutes slowly looking over like individual stuff before eventually coming to some kind of like realization he looks to you it's hard to tell if he's embarrassed uh, because uh obviously he's a clockwork and they don't convey expression very well but he does seem more insecure than before, somehow. And he says, I have determined that the origin of the staining appears to be coming from this room. From the storage. Somehow it must have escaped my, uh, my cleaning of the equipment. Oh, what, what, what is it? I do not know, he says. It is coming from the ceiling. 
He points upward, and as he does, you notice that there is like a a kind of damp, vaguely moldy area in the upper right corner of the room, of the storage area. Ew. This area underground, this space, covers most of this entire village. We expanded it repeatedly to accommodate our growing business. Whatever is above here is not likely not part of my property. Hold on, explain for- so we're, we're in like a basement? Yes. You're like in an expansive large basement that is bigger than the house which is on top of it. Okay, that's that's what I was checking. So it's not yeah. like this is not like inside of his house. Uh, so like someone else's house is up there. Yeah. This mystery just this mystery just keeps getting more and more complicated.